This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. He pioneered Jets blogging and podcasting. He brought smiles to the faces of Jets fans all over the world. He was there through the good and bad. And then, one day, he vanished. People far and wide wondered, where has he gone? When will he return? Thankfully, the answer is now. The OG of Jets podcasting and blogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not, not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts, Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother. Testify. On Play Like a Jet Digital. Welcome to the There's Always Next Year podcast on the Play Like a Jet Network. I am your host, Brian Bassett. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian underscore Bassett. And with me, as always, our chef extraordinaire, Travis Milton, who you can find on Twitter at Dash 37 Board 27, and Josh Conrad, hot from a trip to DC where he took in all the gustatory delights. Uh, and came back to tell about it. Josh Conrad, you can find on uh, uh, Twitter at Josh underscore Conrad. Josh, where did you eat when you were in? Hello. Hello. It was a, it was a gastropalooza, uh, a, <laughs> a col- culinary extravaganza. It was great. That's Old the name month. of my next restaurant. Culinary <laughs> extravaganza. Mm. Yes. Uh, it's great. Yeah, we, um, it's all was... awful. It's all, it's all, uh, all large intestine dishes. Well, it's everything home of Josh's brisket blasters. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> everything on the plate is plated to look, look like a semicolon or a full colon <laughs> if you so choose. Um, no, it was great. It was great. I was in, I was in DC for a hot 24 hours. Um, got to eat at chef Nick Stefanelli's place, um, Opachina in the wharf. Um, my gosh, just a really incredible meal, um, message back and forth with at least somebody on their Instagram team, just saying, um, how, how great of a time we had. Um, he, uh, he went out of his way to prepare a special menu for the evening, um, complete with hors d'oeuvres and wine pairings. And 
um, everything and anything you can ever imagine. Uh, there's a veal tartare that he prepared that I will talk about probably until the day I die and maybe mm-hmm. for a few days afterward. Um, incredible meal. Um, had, a, had a very, very um, excellent Excellent 24 hours, hung around Union Market Saturday morning with some family, um, and my wife flew in and out of Nationals, so we didn't even really leave uh, the D.C. metro area at all. Um, just got to hang out, which was really fun. Walked around the wharf late Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just uh, just an old-fashioned 24-hour uh, Anthony Bourdain-style layover. Here's what I would do Ooh. if I was in D.C. for 24 hours. Uh, had a really great time, but it was good. It was good to be back in the, uh, the DMV for a, for a day. It was nice. Uh, Travis, any stories on, uh, on the chef of the, of the restaurant in question? Oh, Nick, Nick, is, Nick is an old buddy. I think they're, uh, oh man. Um, God, there, there's a lot. N- none that can be mentioned on this podcast. It sounds yeah, we, like. we've worked together for a while. Uh, I'll, I'll just say like, if, if, if somehow, uh, uh, handsome Nick is listening, uh, I, I will meet you at honey pig for a soju. As long as you were willing <laughs> to, uh, to stop me from fighting someone. <laughs> Yeah. That's, that's that's one of your favorite pastimes is fighting. Well, yeah, there there was one time we did an event in DC, and uh, I I ended up breaking a bottle over someone's head. It may have been intentional. It may Roadhouse. have not been intentional. Yeah, uh, that's so good, uh, Travis. Like, just lo- audience, it, un- in case you're not familiar, Travis is, has gotten into fist fights over pimento cheese. All right, so like, I'm just saying. This is the level of like he will fight for anything. Like he is he is up for a scrap, uh, and and it it can be pimento cheese, which to a northerner sounds like nothing, but to a southerner, I mean that is like not is to like mention cursing crazy your mother, bread. right? I mean, That's everyone like everyone knows about the crazy bread, right? <laughs> the crazy bread situation, right? We, it's it's a mess, but you know it's the one redneck thing that I have not been able to flush out of my system. You know, growing up in you know rural southwestern Virginia been able to you know become fairly prim and proper and you know uh mm. in most aspects of my life but yeah you know you get a couple whiskeys i mean you say the wrong thing you uh you can't take the last house in the holler out of me <laughs> <laughs> the last house in the holler for listeners would mean the like the cheapest last home that was put up in the holler which was the the least arable land so do, yeah, you, and, you, and the one that usually that has house. a sign that says uh, "shotguns yeah, right. will be in your face." If Government you, men if you, will if be shot on site, right? Yeah, excise men will be shot on site. Um, well, similarly messy, Travis. It sounds like you had you have more fight in you than the entire Jets team had Ooh, on Sunday way. when they lost to the New Orleans Saints, thirty to Ooh. nine, thirty to nine. It's like thirty nine. Okay. It's like I it's like I don't even remember every loss is the same time as a flat circle, whatever. But like this was a game where um, as we're taping on a Monday following the season finale of succession, which I'm not going to plot spoiler anything mm. for anybody. But I will say, you know, the, the, the theme that runs through succession and the theme that runs through the Jets is what did you expect? What did you expect? Right. Of course, they lost to a piss poor team who basically has no, none of their stars or their star running back is on a pitch count yet somehow, you know, feels pretty good and, you know, runs the ball 27 times and touches a couple more through the air. Um, And, you know, their quarterback who couldn't even crest 200 yards still gets two touchdowns on the ground on the day. Like, of course they lost to that team. Like, what are we supposed to expect? 
Um, and I, I did like what Connor Hughes wrote kind of in the lead into his article following the game on the athletic, which is, I'll read it out here. He says, um, you know, this is what we expected to play out. The, 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 this is me before Connor's writing. Sorry. So the, the point is he, the defense was terrible and they couldn't keep up with a mediocre offense and, you know, so on and so forth. So, so, or writes this, there's little point in continuing to harp on how bad the jets are. They're not accidentally five and 24 since week one of last year. The question is why, why is this continually the same song week after week? And then he launches into, it's just about the players. It's about the talent. Um, and yes, it is about the players. It is about the talent. I mean, we've talked about this. I don't know for the last month, every podcast, like they're deficient because of injuries. I mean, you look at their injured reserve, it's as big as their active roster. Um, it's, you know, it's brutal. It's hard on the team, but even if they did have all those players back, how much better would they, uh, effectively be? Um, and so like, I guess what I'm left with asking you, Travis is like, how many ways can we talk about how much the Jets suck? Like before, you know, like it's just here we are again. Like I don't want to be a same old Jetser, but at the same time, like this team is not up to competing on any consistent level, and they're not going to beat anyone on offense. Like their offense isn't going to outpace anyone anyone's defense, and their defense, as currently constituted, can't outpace anybody on offense. So. They're never going to get into a situation until both those units get fixed, uh, you know, and, and so anyway, yeah. So what do we do with this, with this? Just like, are we just playing out the string? Cause it feels like that's where we are, Travis. I mean, I've got, I've got a, I've got a new one. I, I figured out a new way to, to describe the, the ineptitude and, and the just utter suck. Um, Lay it on me. You know, um, so one, one of the things that, that, that has been a problem over the past two for nine seasons is a, being playing as a complete football team. And, you know, this year it felt like for, for most of the, you know, a good chunk of the season, like they were equally shitty offense, defense, special teams, love Brant Boyer. I'm never going to talk shit about him. Like they're, they're, they're the only decent part of the team, but you know, since the buy Mike LaFleur is, you know, he's, he's come out and like the offense has been good and we've been talking enormous amounts of shit about the defense. And to be honest, this past game, the defense didn't look that bad. So this past, this past mm-hmm. game for me was kind of like when you go out, you do a whole bunch of yard work, a bunch of manual labor, and you stink like shit. And then you go to the shower and you don't have any like shower gel or mm-hmm. like give you a three in one and you got to use bar soap. But the stink on you flips and it's <laughs> on the soap. So now your soap <laughs> smells like uh, broccoli and wet ass, but you right. smell like Irish Spring. Does that make sense? I love it. Yes. <laughs> so, we, so you're saying we got to throw out the bar and buy a new bar. So you're saying, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yep. You, yep. After one wash, you're done. You know, you're, the, the stink flips. Um, the offense was putrid, <laughs> but the the defense, you know, until like the last two minutes of the game, you know, when the Saints are running the ball 44 freaking times, you know, they held up way better than they have in the past. Alvin Kamara only had like 120 yards and. You know, if it wasn't for that 40 some odd mm-hmm. yard scamper that's that tall Tebow had there towards the end or mallet finger, whatever that what, I don't know. I'm just going to keep coming up with new oh, names. Tebow. Finger. <laughs> oh, Tebow. Um, rejected yeah. Game of Thrones character. <laughs> um, you know, like they actually held up decently against the run. Um, consi- but the thing was, I mean, they knew exactly what was going to happen. They knew they were going to run the ball the damn the whole damn time. So. 
the offense just looked completely inept. But you know, I, I just kind of sat there and watched the game and was like, I wh- what am what am I watching for? Like I'm seeing the same crappy shit out of out of Wilson this game where he's he's screwing up, you know, the the short passes, the intermediate easy throws because he is not confident in them. You know, he's he's bounce passing. Um, it's like he's got a pogo ball. Um, and then, you know, the defense just kind of ends up shitting the bed, even though they, they, they did seem to have a little fight, you know, after CJ Mosley kind of challenged him, he had a better game, but uh, there was nothing I was invested in other than maybe seeing if Braxton Berrios would, you know, pad his stats to, to get in as a special team returner in the pro bowl. So yeah, it was Mm. kind of just like, what do we, what do we invest in watching this game? There's nothing, all, all of the, the young talents out. So it's like, cool. Just gonna yeah, sit here. Yay, Barrios. Yeah. Uh I mean, sit here and Josh, smell the stinky soap. Josh, you, you picked a good weekend to go to DC. Um I'm, sure what, what did you take out out of, of this game and the, the outcome yeah. of this game? Yeah, a lot of the same things Travis just said. I, I was I was really struck by the fact that Zach Wilson threw 40 42 times. Um seems unbalanced when they ran the ball maybe 15 times. Um and so I know a lot of that's going to be game script, but you know, the blowout really didn't happen until the fourth quarter. And so it seemed like there was a lot of opportunity. I know the saints are pretty good against the run. Um, I know we don't have Michael Carter. I know we're a shambled offensive line, but you can't pass the ball 42 times um, and just expect that there's no, there's no holding that defense honest in any way with the run game. So um, obviously totally, you know, not, not a balanced offensive play calling. Um, and this wasn't, you know, it wasn't turnovers, you know, we didn't turn the ball over. This was just one team um, that's not even all that good beating a team that's really not good. And so um, it'd be easier to point to turnovers and we got to limit those and Zach Wilson's got to grow up and blah, blah, blah. Um, but that wasn't this game. This game was just, there's no, there was no oomph from this team whatsoever. Um, and so, yeah, disappointing in a lot of ways. You know, I'm going to continue to remind us that when Braxton Berrios and Ty Johnson are leading the team in targets, we're not going anywhere. Um, that's just not possible. So um, not not a good football day, um, but not all that dissimilar from everything we've, we've seen for the last decade or so. Um, a lot of the same stuff just seems to be happening. Time is very much a flat circle. I am drinking weird beer, sitting and playing with my ponytail, lighting cigarettes like Matthew McConaughey in season one of True Detective. So um, that's that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm at the table with Matthew, just reciting lines back and forth um, about how time doesn't seem to change, even though it changes all the time. That's where I'm at mentally. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. When I think about Zach Wilson, I mean, who, you know, to be fair, if I go to my trusty, you know, football outsiders uh, ranking of quarterbacks is, you know, is, is ranked behind Sam Darnold, Justin Fields, no. and Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is having one of the worst quarterback, like rookie quarterback seasons in a, in a long time. And Zach Wilson is still behind it. That guy, um, like he has not Davis Mills has, has a better, like has a, is basically playing more efficient football with the Houston Texans than, than Zach, than Zach is. And like, I just, I don't know what to do with that. I want him to improve, but like when I go to his game log and right, basically I think about what an average, like, you know, good passer rating is. I feel like it's around like 88. It kind of keeps creeping up. Um, but you know, 90 is, is, you know, considered kind of average ish good. If you look at Zach Wilson's game log, I'm, I'm going there right now. How many games this year do you think he's had a game log uh, excuse me, a rating quarterback rating, not, not the, the ESPN stat, the like more traditional old fashioned stat, uh, mm. the quarterback rating of over 90. How many times Ooh. have you done that? Two. Okay. Uh, what do you, what do you think, Josh, I will take the under, I will, I will say it's been under two. It's under two. He he's had one game against Ugh. Tennessee where he had 97.3, Yeah, but then he had two games where he flirted, let's say, so against Philadelphia, he had a 83.9. Um, and then uh, against Carolina Panthers in the first week, uh, he had an 82.9. So um, so he's had, but then everything else is, you know, 37, 42, 63, 73, 58, 59. Like, I get it. I get reads, it. He's reads like my high school. Those are my high school English grades. I think you're reading out loud. <laughs> I was going to say, like, that, that sounds like a play call. I think uh, GVR just, uh, <laughs> just, just, moved early that's right yeah false start false start um so we uh you know i get it he's a he's a rookie i get it this is not a you know complete and competent offense but you know like what the way the season is going like this is the worst offense in the league and we just ousted the prior coach for having the worst offense in the league or you know one of the worst offenses in the league historically worst offenses ever um, but, you know, he was also a, an offensive guru, offensive genius. He was. This is a different team. This is a different era. This is a different coach. But, like, it's got to get better next year. If we do not see material improvement, step function improvement, like moving from 32nd, you know, best offense in the league to 20th or 16th, like, then 
this is this is not going where we need it to. And I do think it comes down to players. I do think they're going to have to keep drafting offensive linemen and, you know, more, more skill positions. But, you know, I think offensive linemen is certainly um, the big place to start. Last week, uh, Travis and I talked a lot about Mikai Becton and whether yeah. to bring him back or not. I mean, I know Becton wants to play and we've seen some, you know, clips from SNY of him, you know, doing some very light work uh, and barely doing very light work. So I just, it does not seem like it makes sense other than a, okay, I get it. Like we want to get this guy some reps. Like he might be able to be active and wear a Jersey, but I, I don't know if it makes any sense putting this guy under the strain and, you know, the potential risk of, of another in-game injury um, to then set him back a whole other year. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. Do, if, if you're, if you're the medical staff or let's say if you're the coach and the medical staff comes to you and says, yeah, I mean, he could play, you know, we can shoot him up with some, you know, some stuff, you know, to kind of limit the swelling or whatever. And, and he could play like, what do you do coach Josh Conrad? Yeah, I don't, I don't play him. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure exactly what he's coming back for unless, unless you feel so confident that he's, you know, there's no further risk of injury, at least to that existing injury. Um, you know, he's fully recovered. I don't want to rush him back too soon and risk another part of his body breaking down because he's compensating. Um, that's what Dr. Josh says. Coach Josh wants to see if we have an offensive line. Do we have, you know, with the guys we drafted with, with the, the, you know, the trade we made in the free agent signings, do we have an offensive line? Can we figure out in these last few games, do we have building block number one or two um, as a team to build on for next season? Um, I I shot you guys the graph uh, of just the jets. Time is a flat circle. Um, We're in, we're in the part of the season again, where there's just embarrassing, meaningless losses. And then coming up at the end of the season will be a win or two where we feel like, uh, man, we're, we're really growing. Like there really is something here. Um, and then we'll enter next season after feeling like we had a good draft class and good free agent <laughs> signings and then go zero and five. And then someone gets injured and then we have a couple of wins that bring us back and we're just going to repeat the cycle forever until we all die. That's, that's our jets fandom. Everybody It is truly a flat circle. I, I don't want to rush him back unless he's fully healthy. And if he is fully healthy, then let's see if we have an offensive line, but ultimately who cares? Yeah, sure. I don't care. Great. Yeah, I yeah, that was from uh, I think as a meme from NY Jet Matt. I'm guessing that was on Twitter. And yeah, the best, the best of all those like you know spots on the timeline there is one Jets drive drops and we are going to win nine games. I I, I would <laughs> I would revise that and say say that one should be one Jets drive drops and we are fucking going through a wall. You know, <laughs> sixteen and 0, 17 or well, like a seventeen and zero now. So like I. Oh man, I, 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 it's funny how you just keep doing this and then, yeah, you're just left to ask yourself, like, does, does, does this team even love me? Does this team even care about me? Because like, I, I keep like, well, you know, I keep, I'm a dog and I keep getting kicked and I keep going back to, you know, keep going back, keep going back. So I I don't know what to do about this. At some point we've got to break the cycle and the cycle breaks in one of two ways, either the fans go away and nobody cares because there's still so much TV money. It doesn't matter anyway, or they're good. And, you know, we get to revel in glory. Um, Travis, will we ever get to the promised land? I mean, we're getting very metaphysical and uh, teleological or whatever here on the podcast today. We're like, will we ever make it to the glory land or will we just wander in this desert 
um, following the pillar of cloud and the whatever fire and clouds forever. Is it what? What it, are we doing, Travis? It really it, it depends on what the glory land is. I mean, for me, it's it's you know an eight win season. I'm like, holy <laughs> fuck, we made it! <laughs> like my my expectations <laughs> are so <sighs> fucking low now that I'm with the like, land of man. milk and honey equals eight wins. Oh my god! You know, like if we, if we win eight games next year, you're gonna see like a freeze frame moment from like the end of 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 uh, the, uh, breakfast the breakfast club. club yeah, of me just like we did it. Yes, it's like. We're not the worst. We're not the worst. Take that, Detroit. Yeah. Oh, man. Yep. So sad. All right. Hey, uh, we need to talk about uh, we need to talk about something. Um, And so, Travis, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to make you start because you're the most knowledgeable on this subject. Um, I was so geeked yesterday. So geeked about Denzel Mims. Like, uh, oh, my gosh. You know, Elijah Moore isn't there. You know, there's there's a slew of injuries. You know, Corey Davis is out of the way. Like, and so on my dynasty fantasy team, I have Denzel Mims, like who just mocks me for my bench every week and, and the trade I made to get him just don't even get me started on that. But anyway, I was like, Oh, my, my team is completely depleted right now. It's, it's all falling apart, you know, rebuild for, for 2022. Um, and I'm like, heck yeah, I'm going to start Denzel Mims. Cause like, why not? So I start him and he, he, mm-hmm. he puts up a hot zero for me. Um, and if I had started anybody steaming else, hot. basically, yeah, steaming hot, steaming hot, uh, zero for me. Brisket blasters. Anybody else, I probably <laughs> would have won my match. Yep. I just was spit out. Yeah. <laughs> Denzel Mims brisket blasters. It's named the episode. Thank <laughs> you. Um, he's our which he's our spokesman. Which golden girl, Travis, is Denzel Mims? If he's a golden girl, which golden girl is he? Oh my god. Oh shit. Um, because, and I'll give you a minute to think. Because he comes out, he's in a prime spot, he's all set to deliver, and he goes out, and then he gets like two penalties, like within within ten, you know, whatever, ten seconds of each other, uh, and then you know, almost in, you know, almost endangers them from you know, oh my god, getting a field goal, which then I think that was the one that Pinero then hit. It was the first one, and the fans were mockingly cheering them for. Uh, a, a field goal, you know, actually going between the uprights. Um, I mean, he, and then we never saw him again. He was, I mean, buried under. I'm the assuming stadium. that you, I'm he, assuming he's that under you're Jimmy alluding Hoffa to, now. to he is, he, he is, Co- he is Coco. He's Coco. Coco. You don't know who Coco is? I know, I know Coco from Yacht Rock, but I don't know if I know I, Coco. Coco was the housekeeper for the Golden Girls in the first episode in the pilot, oh, wow. and you oh. never saw him again. Wow, that's not going to be tough. He was, he was like David Caruso. He's like, it's my turn, and then just shits the bed, <laughs> gone. Coco was wow. David Caruso playing Coco. No, no, wow. no, 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 no. I was one liners and sunglasses. Oh, oh, God. Those got girls it. are. <laughs> yeah. He screams. I got you. Those, okay. These girls are, takes off his sunglasses, golden. Wow. Wow. Yes. Okay, got it. But Coco, no, Coco was there. You, you know, yeah. had I hope. The world was not gone. ready. I mean, it Never was a even simpler, mentioned again. It was a simpler and shittier world, and the world was not ready for Coco. The world no, was no, not ready. No, you were for correct. Coco. You were correct. R.I.P. Coco. He passed All away right. left. We, you you are not forgotten, Coco. You're not forgotten. Um, okay, who else? Tra- uh, Josh, do you mm-hmm. have a suggestion? A, a Coco I, suggestion for, for Denzel Mims? 
I distinctly remember a shift. I don't know what season Travis may may hit this. I feel like there was a season in which they were just giving Blanche double the work. Like she was just having to deliver line after line after line after innuendo after line. And I don't know if they had done some some research and realized people wanted more more Blanche. Um, but she was just she was taking on two too much of a workload and uh that's zach wilson is my overworked blanche for the week that 42 passes is he's not aaron Rodgers yet he might be in the future but he's not right now and i don't care that you don't have a running game you can't ask the man to throw more than 30 to 32 times a game and expect to be competitive in a football game no matter what the game script is until it's a blowout in the fourth quarter so overworked blanche of the week goes to one zachary byu wilson that would have been the last season because they knew that that uh, there you go. The Arthur was not going to resign on, and that's why they had to pivot to getting Don Cheadle and Cheech Marin for uh, the the Golden Palace uh, uh, one season one season sitcom. I knew you would remember. Thank you for that. Of Overworked of Blanche course. of the week, Zach Wilson. Uh, I'm uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that um, that Denzel Mims is the. Uh, is the <laughs> the cheese man? Do you remember the cheese man? I think it's the guy who played Jerry, man? Jerry Seinfeld's dad. Uh, he's like he's a gangster who um, he basically he he's like trying to he like he's tries to like he tries to get with Rose um, to try. He was trying to murder somebody. I, I thought, know. yeah, yeah. The, you're, you're, I know what I know what episode you're speaking of now. <laughs> The witness. The witness. It was like the witness episode. Oh my god! Like, the witness is a great movie. Let's turn it into a Golden Girls episode. Sweet. Yeah, okay, you're talking. You're talking about Miles sleeping with the enemy. Is that Miles? Oh, okay, Miles, yeah, Miles. Yeah, Miles. All right, Miles. It is. All right. So yeah. Oh no 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 no. So Miles returns. You're talking about Carl. So Carl. she was dating someone named Carl, and Miles comes back, and it's a whole whole fiasco that you know oh. you're just trying to figure out what are the girls gonna do next or you know what wasn't there something about you also told me about the birthday cake there's like a birth like a sad su- super sad birthday cake yeah dude the birthday dead. cake episode okay, man that, maybe that's a better one i think denzel mims is the you know the the birthday cake the the dead husband birthday cake of the new york jets as, as best i can tell like he's just this embodiment uh and kind of uh monument to just terrible decision making which is insane because like he was he seemed like such a steal and they kept trading down kept trading down all right i'm done i, I like, also only I, remember I, that I, episode because christy mcnichol is in it and i, I was you know at that it. time i was like who we she, <laughs> she hot that christy mcnichol hot um but so uh so at this point i i just think denzel mims is dead to me like if he cannot i mean we're at year three is basically do or die if a wide receiver yeah. cannot put it together by his third year. It is fucking over. Just, just let it go. Like he's Laquan Treadwell. He's like, whoever you want to say, um, you know, Kevin white, like it's, it's, it's going that way. And it's going that way so quickly. It, I, I, you know, we're now in the place where it's, it's, it will be a surprise to me if he Mike Williams someday, right? Like that, that mm. would be a, that that's the surprise. Like, him breaking out and becoming like a productive member of this offense is like, that's never going to happen. And if he does surprise then that's good. But I, I see more likelihood that he does not Mike Williams, his way later in his career and more Laquan Treadwell's the way of the rest of his career. So sad times, sad times. 
Um, so, so now, so now after this mess, uh, sad birthday cakes, um, they, they get the dolphins next week. And so, I mean, just as you know, it's early in the week and a lot, a lot of things need to shake out first, but you know, here's the headline guys, the dolphins are a bad team, but you know, their offense is better than the jets defense. And like, and to be fair, new Orleans has a really good defense. Like, you know, one of the better mm-hmm. top 10 defenses in the league. So it shouldn't be a it shouldn't be that big a surprise that that the Jets struggled yesterday. But at the same time, it was still pretty underwhelming. But anyway, the, the Dolphins' defense is better than than the Jets' offense, and the Dolphins' offense is better, way better than the Jets' defense right now. So um, I should say way better, but better. So to me, like I don't know how this game goes. I know the line opened at about eight and a half. You know, Dolphins need to lay eight and a half. Uh, I, 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 there's no world in which I don't see the dolphins not winning this game. Um, and, you know, maybe the jets keep it close in the first half or, or you know, semi-competitive, even if they're trailing, but I, by the third quarter, like, uh, you know, I just, I see this team pulling away from the jets. Do you, do you all see any different outcome for this team? Yes. No. Okay. You do. <laughs> you do see a different outcome, which is the birthday cakes win. They, they, they take the field and, and they win the game. Is that what you're saying? Well, you know, I, 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 I kind of figured we're going to, we're on a four win season this year, mm-hmm. which means like every four ish games, 16, 17 week season. Got it. They're going to reel us back into having hope. And, you know, we're <laughs> right deal. about that time for yeah. them to just show up randomly and go, hey, we squeaked one out and we're all going to be like, holy shit. OK, we uh, we might have something kind of <laughs> the greatest earlier. team like, ever. Just, oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're going on a that's run. Guys. What, that's what's going to happen this weekend. Like they, they're going to they're going to they're going to win somehow. And we're going to be totally stoked on Monday. And I really want someone to play this rant that I'm having right now back to me next Monday when I'm like, man, you know, like I saw all this good stuff and like, nope, 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 no. And then Siobhan, right after that, like someone just kind of cut, you know, jump cuts next to it. Like Siobhan Roy being like to her dad, is this real dad? And his dad, (laughs) this is totally real. (laughs) <laughs> and then like you know getting slams you know it's, it's right about time, right about that time for them to build us back up so that they yeah. can just let us fall i don't i don't think it's this game i think i think the dolphins have actually i mean five game winning streaks in the nfl don't happen anywhere other than foxborough or kansas city um i i i don't i'm not saying they're a good team i'm saying that they are certainly much better than our team um i just you know i think we saw yesterday even um, the Jets were kind of able to be competitive for about two and a half quarters, maybe three, um, mm-hmm. until the wheels all came off in the fourth. And um, I think it's, I think you're similar similarly going to have a you know a thirteen to ten game going into the fourth quarter, and we somehow lose the game thirty to ten. Um, feels feels like it's going to be kind of on brand again. Um, Tua terrifies me. Um, I think I think that guy's really 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 good. Jalen Waddle freaks me out as well. Um, I think I think it's a another um, summarily disappointing day. Um, continuing the fact that time is a flat circle, boys. I don't see. I don't see how this this team could be competitive next week. So here's the deal: one one of the two of us will be right, um, or um, we're both wrong, and something else ridiculous happens. In which case, 
We'll be here to talk about it. Podcast gold is what you're saying. Podcast um, gold. On a very <laughs> special episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll leave it there. Uh, listeners, if you haven't already, please rate and review the Play Like a Jet Feed podcasts. Um, there's lots of great merch, which you can find in the feed and in the uh, in the show notes um, and elsewhere out on Twitter if you're following the Play Like a Jet uh, feed. So please go ahead and do that. Save us, Zach Wilson. You're our only hope. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.